Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms, and I'd like to welcome you to a new episode of the podcast. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin or on the Dynasty After Dark YouTube channel where this will be going up there. Um, I also created a Rumble if you use that platform as well. So yeah, whatever you follow the podcast on, uh, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the video just to help with the algorithm. I'm going to be going over the uh, ADP. I scanned over the ADP, the current ADP for Dynasty Football over on DLF, Dynasty League Football, and I went through and kind of broke down the top 12 of each position and I listed the guys that I'm the most concerned about long-term for fantasy football. Um, next week, I'll actually be coming out with the guys outside the top 12 that I think could make that jump into it next year that you might be able to get on a discount. But as of right now, we're going to be going over my riskiest quarterbacks going into 2022 and the future. Now, the first guy here is pretty much a layup. It's probably the easiest one that's in a top 12, and that is Deshaun Watson with the Cleveland Browns. Now, Deshaun Watson, Browns traded for him this year uh, from the Houston Texans. And the whole fiasco with Deshaun Watson, if you haven't been paying attention, he has so many allegations against him of sexual harassment. It's up to 24 allegations now. And yeah, it's just a whole mess. It's a whole messy situation. Now, I don't know what anybody's personal thoughts are on it, so I'm going to keep my opinions out of it as much as possible and talk about it just from a fantasy football perspective. So the two sides of this are Deshaun Watson on the football side of the coin is we haven't seen him play since 2020. He is going into age 26. Um, he took a year off in 2021, didn't play at all for any team, got traded over to the Cleveland Browns, and will be with a new offensive uh, system and a new head coach, all new playmakers, and we have no idea how that's going to translate. Now, from a football standpoint, I'm not the biggest fan of Steven, uh, Kevin Stefanski because I don't think his offense is actually that good. I think that he's a little bit more uh, bland and unexciting for fantasy football, and his system doesn't really feature the quarterback and that's fine but for fantasy it kind of sucks now you can make the counter argument that that was just Baker Mayfield that was limiting the system versus Deshaun Watson who would be able to better maximize it from a football standpoint you can make that argument but I just don't think that it's uh, Kevin Stefanski I don't know why I'm stuttering so much with that name but Kevin Stefanski I don't think that his system is going to be that good for fantasy football so there's a little bit of a risk right there now you take into account the off the field stuff it's a very real possibility that Deshaun Watson doesn't play football at all in 2022 which means that we won't have seen him for two whole years in the NFL and there's been times where guys just get injured, right? And they don't play for six months and they never get back to form as they were pre-injury. Now, Watson doesn't have an injury, but he's taking a lot of time away from football, man. 
it is entirely possible that Deshaun Watson never gets back to his his pre-Houston form, suspension form, or whatever you want to call it, where he didn't play at all in 2021. So there's a very real possibility with that. Now, long-term, again, the football side of things, I'm not the most thrilled with Cleveland's weapons either. Their receiving core has Amari Cooper, which is great. They've got the rookie David Bell, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who people are a little bit questioning. It's year three for him, so he could definitely take a step forward. But yeah, it's not the most exciting receiving core on paper. They could always change that next year, and next year they draft um, Jackson Smith and Jigbov out of Ohio State. Um, and then all of a sudden this receiving core looks a lot better, but as of right now and for the foreseeable future, I'm not that excited about the receiving core. They got a couple of tight ends that are exciting. David Njoku, maybe this will finally be his year that they can utilize him. And they also got Harrison Bryant, who's, uh, going into year three, I think maybe year two, but he's somebody that's people have been very hyped on for a while now. They've got good running backs in Kareem Hunt. They've got Nick Chubb still, a good offensive line. So there's pieces there for a good NFL team. I just don't know if it's all in place for a good fantasy team. So all that said, whatever your thoughts are on Deshaun Watson, I don't care what you think about him. There's a lot of risk against Deshaun Watson right now. So this is how you need to approach Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, this offseason. You can one- Go get him for cheap if you don't believe in the risk that I'm laying out here and you think that it's all kind of overblown. Go buy him for cheap because he's going very, very cheap right now in a lot of leagues. But if you own Deshaun Watson, you can either take what I'm saying and try and sell out on Watson, try and get a premium for him, uh, maybe wait for a settlement or something like that with these off the field stuff. Wait for the the actual suspension from the league to come through, so you know what you're dealing with, and then sell them for a premium, um, and then just wipe your hands of them, wash your hands of them, and uh, be done with it. So there's two aspects for all of these guys that I'm going to list today. But the May ADP has him at quarterback eight, so they're still saying that he's an elite talent at quarterback, and again. For that ADP, it makes me a little nervous with all of the on the field and off the field issues that are going on right now. So the interesting thing about the ADP and and real quick is it's from May. Um, I think the 23rd and 24th allegations against Deshaun Watson came at the end of the month. So I don't think that the ADP has caught up to, to him just yet with those additional allegations. So I'm going to be very interested to watch Deshaun Watson over the next couple of weeks and see in June if he takes a massive plummet in ADP or not. But yeah, based on May, people are still valuing him as an elite talent. So again, look at it from both sides. If you are in on him completely, go buy him for cheap in your leagues that you can find him. Um, if the if the Watson owner is a little nervous, then try and get him for a, for a value. But if you're agreeing with the risk here, definitely try and sell. But wait and pick your moment to sell him. So selling him right now, you're probably not going to get as much as you would if you waited a little bit longer. Now, the second guy here is going to be Jalen Hurts. And the biggest risk factor with Jalen Hurts is that we don't know if they're going to commit to him as the starting quarterback long term. So Jalen Hurts, second round pick a couple years ago, um, only 23 years old. He had a May ADP of QB9. Now, 
for fantasy football, Jalen Hurts is a stud. Now, this is where it gets a little interesting, right? Because he's so good for fantasy. Why would I list him as a as a risky player? Well, if the Eagles don't like what he can do in the passing game this year, and that's been a massive issue for Jalen Hurts through the first year and a quarter that he's played as a starter in the NFL. His arm has not been that good. Uh, he hasn't been that accurate. He hasn't had the best decision-making when going to the air. So if he doesn't take a step forward after the addition of A.J. Brown this year, then they are going to move on from him next year with the best quarterback that they can maneuver into, right? I think that the Eagles have a a uh, playoff roster, especially in the NFC, so I could see them going to the, the playoffs. So they probably won't get one of the top guys like C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, but we'll see how high they can go over there. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how high they can get or who they would replace him with, but I think that they would definitely try and bring in some competition for Jalen Hurts next year. So if he loses his starter job from the Eagles, that's a massive issue because I don't know if he's good enough because if the Eagles move on from him, it means that his arm's not that great, right? So if they move on from him, I don't know if he's good enough as a whole quarterback, as a leader, um, as an athlete to command a starting job for another team if the Eagles don't deem him good enough, right? So that's where the issue comes in and the risk comes in. You could have him just for 2022 as a massive um, elite asset, but then after that, it could fall off the cliff uh, completely, similar to Jameis Winston, right? Jameis Winston was amazing his final year in Tampa, with uh, at least for fantasy, with a 30-for-30 season. Those 30 picks did kill you a little bit for fantasy as well, but he still was really, really good for fantasy football. I could see, uh, and then they cut him, right? And he went to the Saints and he just didn't play again until maybe this year. He played, what, six games last year and got injured? So Jameis Winston used to be a top 12 quarterback, fell off a cliff after the the Bucks cut him. And yeah, I could see a similar trajectory for Jalen Hurts. The difference is at least Jameis Winston was a, uh, he was a top two I think he was number one or number two that year. I can't remember if it was him or Mariota. I always switch those in my brain. But he was a top two quarterback in that whole draft class where Jalen Hurts was a second round pick. So he doesn't have that first round capital to kind of carry him through to his next team. So that's the biggest risk with Jalen Hurts. Again, if it was me and you believe in this, um, the difficulty with getting Jalen Hurts right now is just that Everyone that owns him doesn't really care long-term because they want to win really badly this year, which I get it. But if you own him and you're looking for a long-term asset, you just got to be a little concerned about Jalen Hurts right there. Now, the third guy, the last guy that we're going to go over today is going to be Trevor Lawrence with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence um, had a lot of issues against him going into his rookie season last year with the Jaguars. He had a whole debacle with Urban Meyer. You know, that was a whole situation. Uh, don't wish that on anybody. The dude was a joke of a coach. Um, I, I thought he was going to be better, but goodness gracious, he was just, it was, it was bad, man. It was really, really bad. But yeah, Urban Meyer was the, the head coach. The offensive line was in shambles. It was really, really bad last year. The offensive weapons stunk. They had uh, their number one receiver was DJ Chark, got injured in preseason, tore his. 
his ACL, I believe, in the preseason games or in practice. I can't remember which one exactly. So they never even got to play him on the field. Um, they Lavishka Chenault just wasn't that good with Urban Meyer. And the other wide receiver that they had was a 31-year-old Marvin Jones. Uh, his longtime college running back, Travis Etienne, was injured early, uh, never got to play with him. James Robinson only lasted for a little while before he tore his Achilles. Yeah, it, and they had no tight end option. They tried out uh, Tim Tebow for tight end for a long time. So they had no weapons on that team last year. The problem is they didn't really upgrade, in my opinion, too much in the weapons department. They lost DJ Chark completely. They brought in Christian Kirk, uh, paid him like $80 million. He's never even broken 1,000 yards in a season, so that's a major concern. He's had injury problems as well. They did bring in Evan Ingram, but the Evan Ingram experience in in, uh, New York wasn't always the best. He didn't have the best... uh, most reliable hands, you could say. He did drop quite a few passes at random times, which kind of stunk, but he is very good. I, I still like Evaningham quite a bit, but yeah, they have Travis Etienne back, which should be good. James Robinson might be back, but it is an Achilles tear, so we'll see what he can do this season. So it's still just not the best group of playmakers around Trevor Lawrence. The offensive line didn't really get better. I think they brought in Brandon Scherf, but other than that, that's the only piece that they really upgraded there. Um, They might be okay at the offensive line, but if they're not really uh, improved there, that's also a massive risk for Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, there's just, it's just a, it's kind of a bad situation. Jacksonville is not a very serious franchise and hasn't been for a long period of time. So, yeah, I think that uh, the biggest concern for Trevor's, Trevor, Lawrence is just he's going as QB 11 and it's a strong possibility that he never returns on top 10 quarterback for fantasy numbers now the benefit of all three of these guys they're all very young Uh, Trevor Lawrence 22 Jalen Hurts 23 and uh, Deshaun Watson is only 26 years old so they all have a potential if they can buck this uh, risk factors that are clouding over them right now they could be on your roster for a long, long time, and you could have them for basically very cheap as a cornerstone for your dynasty roster. But there are major concerns about each one of them, and I hope you guys enjoyed my breakdown here. Now, on the next episode, I'm going to be going over the buys that I would like to be doing. I'm going to do all of the uh, all of the positions here this week with the running backs next, the wide receivers and the tight ends coming later this week with the top 12 risks at each one. But then next week, I'm going to be going over the guys outside the top 12 that I am most excited about that can make a massive jump into the top 12 at the position for fantasy football. So please let me know what your thoughts are over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. Um, If you're following on YouTube or on Rumble, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the video. Uh, Please give me a a review or wherever you're listening to this on Spotify, anything like that. Please give me a review. It just helps with the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and good night.